Blog Talk Radio. General Quarters, Security Condition 3. Thank you. Security 3, sir. General Quarters 3, Intruder Alert. GQ 3, Intruder Alert. Oh, we're going to make somebody think intruder, but we're going to be very smooth about it. Hey, good evening. Welcome once again to Madam Perry's Salon. I am your hostess and your cruise director, Madam Perry. But you can call me Jennifer, and this is going to be another night, another fun night you're going to love. But first of all, let me start off by saying Happy New Year, wishing you all the best uh, 2018. Uh, a lot of things going on. First of all, you've made uh, there's some things, you know, when you got something like forward to with New Year's and any resolutions and stuff, um, and you may have happy memories of 2017, and we all may have things we would like to just leave way back there, but uh, one of the things that you made good for me is that this podcast has grown uh, immensely thanks to you, uh, because I have... I, I, you know, I wanted subscribers. I wanted people to listen. I wanted to bring you great entertainment, uh, whether it's music, authors, or people in um, television and film, and I've just tried to bring you so many people with uh, uh, interesting take on things, their stories, their music, their their lives and their careers, and uh, you've been so good to subscribe, to tell your friends about it. Um, I want to say hello to my friend Mimi, because Mimi's been listening to every episode in order from number one, Mimi in Asheville. I love you. Thank you. And... Uh, you know, now we're on iTunes, Stitcher, several other platforms that you can subscribe to, as well as Blog Talk Radio. If you're listening live tonight, and this is um, the first show of the new year, if you're listening live tonight and you're listening on Blog Talk Radio and you're looking at the link, or this is January 4th, all you have to do is there's a pink rectangle that says in white letters, I believe it says follow. If you would please click on that and follow, if you're so inclined, nobody's pressured, but if you're so inclined to follow, that way you'll know what's happening. You can also follow Madam Perry Salon page on Facebook and on uh, also on Twitter. That way you'll know who's coming up so you won't miss anybody that you're interested in if you want to talk to them live or call in. But even if you miss the live show, they're always available for download for free in perpetuity so you can listen. Most people tend to listen on the weekends. I know I listen to podcasts on the weekends, so I understand that. And lately I've been getting between, um, sometimes by between three and 600 people a day download podcasts. And some of them like recent ones or some that are a year old. And so you just live on right here in, in podcast world. But um, thank you so much for helping me because that way since you listen and you share it and you download and subscribe, that helps me to bring more fantastic people like we've had lately and like we've got coming up soon and tonight. 
and also to get sponsors. Um, recently, some of the fun shows we've had lately, you know, we had Lita Ford on, Lita Ford, guitarist for The Runaways, and her book was called Living Like a Runaway, and Lita is that still out on tour. She has been one of, the, uh, one of our favorite guests. Also, Athena Bass was on. Athena is a drummer for a band called Femme Fatale, but you probably know her brother who's a drummer. His name is Tommy Lee, and he's with the band uh, Motley Crue. So, uh, but she's got a new, as she told us back when she was on the show, that she was relaunching her business of bath products and candles. It's called Athena Robins. So she's going to be, she sent me a message that she wants to come on very soon. She's got some beautiful stuff she's been showing me, and you can see that. Also, uh, a popular guest was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doug Stinson, his book was called uh, Downstairs at the White House. It was about how at the age of 17, he somehow stumbled onto a job as an intern in the White House during the Nixon administration, and which gave him a ringside seat to Watergate. And believe me, don't think it's going to be all of a heavy book if you can't handle that, because he tells crazy stories like... Uh, uh, Accidentally serving Coca-Cola to the chairman of PepsiCo, you know, these little faux pas he made, uh, accidentally calling Pat Nixon kiddo because he, she was in a scarf and it was dimly lit in the hall and thought she was a housekeeper. And uh, he had a lot of hilarious stories on that. But that's good. Downstairs at the White House. And... Um, and coming soon, we have a lot of other fun people, too, like this. We're going to have Prairie Prince, you know, from the Tubes and Todd Rungren. Uh, we also have Madison Maxwell from Poet Radio. Uh, she's a musician, but she also has a day job as a tech support for a shaman. You don't get much cooler than that, tech support for a shaman. I can dig it. So, um, but right now... I want to say, you know, we had people from the, uh, there was an anthology that came out a year ago called Alternative Truths, and uh, my dear friend, if you listen to Madame Perry Salon, you know my friend, uh, Rebecca McFarlane-Kyle, editor, author, fantastic lady, and uh, she was one of the editors of that, and she's also one of the editors of uh, more, the new book, the new anthology, More Alternative Truths. Stories from the Resistance, and it is out. It is full of superb writing by writers who know their craft, and they use their words. Their words are, as I said on here, weapons striking their target as swift and sure as a seasoned sniper. But they're doing it all for good. And uh, several of them will be here tonight. And I want to say... Um, you see, you know, Madame Perry Salon, those of you who have listened know that it's, that uh, as author Robert Leland Taylor said, he he gave the scoop, he exposed us, he said it looked like the inside of Jeannie's bottle. And so uh, Becky Kyle, as we call Rebecca McFarlane Kyle, Becky Kyle has her own cushion here in Madame Perry Salon, and she brings a lot of her friends in. So, um, But it's kind of dim in here. So Becky, if you're here, I can't see you. I'm here. Good. I am. Yeah. Glad. Well, I'm. I, no, you, know, you know, I'm here from the great frozen south. <laughs> frozen south. Well, you're not in your usual seat. That's why I didn't recognize you. So, uh, yeah, you're the frozen south of Tennessee. I'm in uh, Atlanta, which HLN said has been colder than Anchorage, Alaska this week. Lovely. And uh, I know, I know. But um, so, Becky, welcome. Again, you, it's been a while since you've been here, but you, like I said, you've got your own seat in here, and uh, any friend of yours is always welcome here. So tell us about, you know, uh, tell us about 
more alternative truths, uh, stories from the resistance. Tell me about how, with, how soon after alternative truths did you decide or did a group decide to put forth a second volume? And give us a little bit of idea about how that began, if you would. Okay. Um, I was not one of the editors of the first volume. I'm going to correct that because um, somebody might come along and spank me. Um, the second volume was out. We hit bestseller status on Amazon, and the publisher, uh, Bob Brown, who is a force of nature, uh, called me and said, would you like to be on the editorial team for the second one? And one of my fantasy fiction heroes, Sheroes, um, was on the editorial mm-hmm. staff as well, uh, Irene Radford, Phyllis Irene Radford. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, heck, yes. So um, <laughs> we we set out the call um, just as the ink pretty much had dried on the first one, and we were still selling like hotcakes. And we drove in even more excellent talent than the first volume that you know, both of them are stellar, um, keep in mind, but we, we got some different people for the second one. Um David Gerald, um, Jane Yellen, the the poet and fantasy author, uh let's see. Eric Witchy, Lou Ant- Antoinelli, um Jim Wright, of course, has returned. Jim Wright from um, Stone Kettle Station. He is one of the most popular bloggers around and and mm-hmm. just in general a really, truly funny man, a truly wise man, former Navy chief. So you have an idea of what his acumen is. Um, a, a, an amazing and talented um, cast of characters. Um, we have more than 24 stories and poems in this edition, and it's just beautifully put together. Um, Bob doesn't do anything by halves. Um, this is uh, this, this is Phyllis, this is Phyllis Irene Radford interrupting. Um, oh, fangirl squeaks! Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Becky. Um, I wanted to um, interject that we also have such stellar names as Esther Friesner, Elizabeth Ann Scarborough, who is with us tonight, mm-hmm. and Mike Resnick. Um, are in the are in the cast of characters, um, and. Uh, it, it's something. It, it this whole alternative truth community is is an it's an org, organism. It is grown, and we have become a true community of authors as well as fans on Facebook. Um, so it's more than just the anthology. It's the entire community. Mm-hmm. No kidding. So I'll give um, the floor like, back to you. <laughs> Oh, no, no, that's very important. Thank you so much. Um, And just to let you know who's already here, Becky, and like I said, it's a little dim in here, so sometimes I miss somebody. But so far in here, uh, some of the authors, of course, there's there's too many to get all in one show, and we'd be happy to have everyone else back whenever they have time. Uh, Deborah Godfrey, of course, Phyllis Irene Radford. Uh, Mm. (laughs) Hi. Um, uh, Marlene? Uh, Hello. Tell me your last name again, Marlene. Hey. Bar. 
Bar, Monty Bar. Thank you, dear. Uh, Elizabeth Ann Scarborough. Uh, hi. Fine. Hi. 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 And who else snuck in here that I haven't seen yet? Maybe they're hiding behind the beaded curtain. Melinda Lefebvre. Uh-huh. Hey, Melinda. Hey. Karen Anderson. Yay. I'm calling you from the hey, Everglades. Hey. I'm jealous. Is it warm there? Are no, the alligators it's 31 frozen? degrees. 31 oh, degrees. Never mind. <laughs> It's cold and you've okay. got alligators. I'm staying where I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, it's, 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 here. Yeah. it's 39 degrees on All Mount right. Hood, and I have Sasquatch looking in my window most every night. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Show off. So, and let's see, who else, whose name have I not mentioned that was here? Um Nobody? Okay. Oh, I know somebody just walked okay. in. Um, um, excuse me. Um, Miss Elizabeth Ann Scarborough, would you reach over and, and kind of part the beaded curtain? Somebody else just walked in. Oh, okay. Come on in. <laughs> Hi. Well, welcome to Rattle, Mary rattle, Club. rattle. <laughs> okay, I'm only going to call you as, as area code 253. Boy, that's not oh, hi, that was double not five. Hi. And uh, Hi. Are you gonna give us your, you don't have to give us your real name, but just give us some name to call you by besides Agent 253. <laughs> no, it's Manny Manny. Hi, Manny. Hi. Hi, Manny. Glad to. Hi, Manny. It's Annie. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Annie's Deborah. Yeah, we got Deborah. Um, Melinda, Irene, uh, Annie, Manny, uh, uh, Marlene, Becky, Karen. We sound like the Mickey Karen. Mouse Club. <laughs> and Phil. <laughs> Karen and Phil, yes, okay. All right, well, so glad to have you here. So, um, so the first book went so well, and uh, and, and just Second one started up, and I think that you guys, how many, how many submissions did you get? Because I'm sure. Um, um, the first one, the, the first book was a, like 125, and the second one was almost 200. I don't know the exact number uh, right mm-hmm. off the, bit, the top of my head. Um, but I have to admit that the quality of the submissions for the second one was head and shoulders above the first. We had very few of what were you thinking um, <laughs> kind of stories come in. <laughs> you know, we, we had some in the first, um, but, you know, very, very few in the second. Um, and people who were watching us very cautiously, like this is a brand-new publisher, one-shot idea, I don't know if I want to taint my name with these guys. And then we get this seller status, and the flood of new submissions just was outstanding. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, and also, if you're listening live tonight, if you listen the first time, if you didn't hear the one before, if you don't know already by now by the fact that it's called Stories from the Resistance, why you're here, what this is all about, 
Let me just say, I got the copy, and probably most of you here have this as well. Um, on Sunday, New Year's Eve day, the New York Times, uh, on the front page of the fold, two stories. But the one on the left, under a picture of um, uh, their Führer grabber, it says, and this is a story about Peter Baker, it says, under Trump, a once unimaginable presidency becomes reality. And, you know, that's just a few little words, but it says it all. You know, we mm-hmm. never thought we would be in a situation like this. And you guys have come together with an anthology of stories. But, Jennifer, what it doesn't and, say is, but not in a good way. <laughs> but not in a good way, yeah. <laughs> I think that was understood. <laughs> the only thing... amiga. <laughs> The one yeah. thing positive well, is the community that's come together, you know, of musicians and storytellers to to fight. Yes, I agree yes, with Marlene that on that. Mm-hmm. And, um, Absolutely. Um, when we first started putting um, more alternative truths on together, we had originally thought the subtitle would be The Left Writes Back. But then our, but then our fearless leader um, got involved in some discussions with right-wing people, and we actually got um, Lou Antonelli, who is on the other side of the fence um, from us, to mm-hmm. submit something that was outstanding. And mm-hmm. um, so we were no longer the left writing back. We were everybody writing back. Um, and so that's why it's stories from the resistance. Ah, okay. I see. Very good. All right, so because we have just a little time and we have some of you here, I want to go ahead and start off with just a couple of uh, of you, if you don't mind, if you would, just share in your own voice, read read your stories or part of your stories or your poems or or, or something that you have here. Um, And um, I think it would be very nice to start with, oh, with Phil? Yeah. You ready to go, Phil? Yeah. Yeah. and actually, I'm just going to read a, a few paragraphs um, from my story, which is called Illegal Citizens. And it's in reaction to what, you know, which direction would traffic flow if the wall goes up? Okay. Three weeks ago, Mariposa would never have come to a place like this. The dark, low ceiling room reeked of cheap tobacco, spilled tequila, stale piss, and better than backyard pot. She pushed back against the wall and let her eyes adjust to the gloom. She found the coyote quickly, a tall Anglo in a slick suit and a too-wide tie. Um, Out of style for so long, it was almost hip again. Nordic blonde, he should have been marked as an outsider in this illegal haven. But as the easy smile and casual way he lounged against the bar said he belonged. Nicknamed the Viking, he was her contact, and that information had quite cost her quite a bit of cash. Everyone else in the bar was too dark-skinned or too short, and they li- and like her, too Mexican. Six rapid shocks exploded outside. She slid down, making herself small, covering her head and neck with crossed arms, like in the air aid drills back in elementary school. A few of the patrons looked up from their drinks with alarm. Most ignored the gunfire. They must consider this a normal evening's entertainment. With a deep breath that threatened to turn her resolve into a coughing fit, she picked her way between wobbling tables and catcalls, 
Hey, chica, come have a drink with me. Hola, chica, you need a real man tonight. She hadn't appreciated that kind of attention when she had been young enough to deserve it. Here, age didn't matter so much as willingness. With long practice, she ignored them all. Only the Viking held her in interest. Um, and the thing is that um, this story takes place north of the wall. And um, Mariposa has been singled out to be removed. <laughs> She's a federal judge. Oh. She's a federal judge running for Senate, the Senate. And ah, she, um, okay. Yeah, and her family has been in what is now the United States for longer than it's been the United States. <laughs> this story made me cry because I had a friend in high school named Margarita Gutierrez whose family had come to Texas before Texas was a state. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, she was constantly being told to go back to her home country, and she said, you know, how many generations have you been here? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hey, on the East Coast, I ran into it um, with um, the DAR, and my father's family would say, hey, if the guy, the Plymouth, if the people, pilgrims at Plymouth had had a decent navigator, my people would have been here waiting for them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, he yeah he he his family were sons of Jamestown. So um, um, so there's degrees of um, hubris and pride in where you come from and when you came over. Um, so yeah, um, I you know this was a story that touched me deeply, and I'm very glad that um, Lou Berger, our fourth editor, managed to. Um, just make my prose sing in ways I never thought imaginable. Mm. Yeah, so. thanks to him. Okay, there. Uh, yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Irene. Yeah, yeah. Who who would uh, uh, I'll go. like to read next? Okay, who? Did somebody else say something? I think that's Annie. Annie? Say more. All right, Elizabeth Ann Scarborough. Tell us, uh, tell us about what you're what you're going to read, or tell and the title if you would. My uh, my story is called Wishcraft.com, and I'm a fantasy writer, so I kind of see things in terms of fairy tale parodies a lot. Um, and uh, I just have thought that if there was ever a classical villain, we got him in the White House. So. Um, He's got this trilogy of fairy tales that are enacted in order to maybe teach him and maybe not uh, how to behave like a civilized person. Uh, okay, so it goes, um, on the day he sent forth the decree abolishing Social Security for the parasitic elderly, authorizing another $40 billion worth of tax cuts for the job creators, and allo- allocating another $700 billion to the construction of the wall between the U.S. and Mexico, the great man jetted home to the city for a well-earned rest. What he found was an annoying surprise. A disgusting old woman huddled against the wall of the skyscraper bearing his great family name. He held his breath before he even came 
before he came even with her. Pretty sure she would stink. Hey, fella, got any spare change? Get a job, he growled. Though he couldn't imagine anyone would want to hire her, he turned to where his guards had been, making a sweeping motion with his hands to indicate they should dispose of her, but they were nowhere in sight. They'd been there just a second ago. No matter, he'd ball them out and fire them as soon as they returned. I had a job, but the company closed when the owners got sent back to Mexico, the old gal whined. Everybody's got a hard luck story, he said. Now get off my property or I'll send you to Guantanamo. You won't like it. Watch who you're bullying, troll boy, she said. All I want is a square meal. You think begging is easy? Easier than working for a living. How would you know? Because I have done great things with my life, wonderful things. And you are nothing but a pathetic loser who is probably going to leave a stain on my marble facade. Maybe I lost fair and square, whereas you have won using lies and trickery. Industry standard business practice, he said. If you'd done yourself up, maybe a nose job, a boob job, a little makeup back when you were young, you might have even been able to date someone like me, even had a little arrangement and not be on the streets now. Do you seriously want me to throw up on your nice, clean building, big shot? (laughs) Someone get this old cat out of here, he cried to... uh, to his currently invisible security team. Oh, I'm leaving, but I will leave you with something to remember me by, she said, and vanished, poof, just like that. He was surprised to see she did it with a certain amount of class and gold glitter. Then he realized he had just, but then he realized he had just imagined it, though he was not a particularly imaginative man, unless it involved uh, ways to add to his personal treasury uh, by relocating someone else's assets. Where Glitter and Grime had met on the side of the building, two of his security guys now stood, looking professionally concerned. Come on, the great man said, for he had no time to waste with useless poor people. He was too preoccupied to notice when something solid escaped from his lips, but the security guard protecting his rear stomped on a huge hairy spider scampering toward the nearest grain. Yeah, that's that. Um, we want to give everybody a chance, Annie. But um, I know, I know that story. That story goes on. Just a wonderful twist. I wasn't going to read the rest of it. I was just trying to give you a chance to identify the fairy tale. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's <fun>. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. As a, that's as good. a storyteller, I love that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Excellent. Oh, that is good. Uh, where before before we get to the next reader, tell where can people get a copy of More Alternative Truths? Where can they purchase? Um, Amazon. Okay. Um, both, Amazon. Both, both 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 print and um, ebook. Uh, we had the ebook available elsewhere, and um, the sales were not worth it, so we just left it at um, Amazon. All right. Okay. And if you, so but if you have things. a Nook or um, yeah. an iBook, um, please do write um, email B cubed press. Um, God, is it, anybody remember his email? Um, and we'll see. If, we'll make arrangements to get you um, an EPUB copy for other reading devices. Just go to the B cubed press website. 
Um, okay. Karen, okay. is there is there contact info on the website? There certainly is. There, there's a nice contact page. You can email Bob directly from there and get, get whatever you need. Okay, and it's bcubedpress.com. Okay. All right, fantastic. B in boy. And also, uh, B is in boy, bcubed.com. And I'll also be sharing uh, on my social media, on, on um, Facebook, Twitter, and where else, Reddit, LinkedIn, everything else, where people can find, uh, get their own copy of Alternative Truth, uh, more Alternative mm-hmm. Truth. Um, okay, well, who... Who's going to step up next to the microphone? I'll do it. This is Deborah. All right. Oh, Deborah. Good. Okay. Deborah Godfrey. Um, my yes. My story is called "Non-White in America," and when I wrote it, I thought I was exaggerating, and now if I saw it in the newspaper, I would believe it, which is very sad. Non-White in America. The shower is fine. Come to school quickly. Bring your bag. That was all Ian had on her phone, but the principal at her daughter's school wouldn't have texted her for anything short of a crime, and Ian was a doctor. Bring your bag was never good. Her office was only blocks from Ahmed Ziwail Elementary School, so she grabbed her go bag and ran, still in her white coat. It only took a moment before she heard a distant muttering, growing louder the closer she got. A policeman in riot gear flagged her down. You don't want to go any farther, ma'am, he shouted particularly wearing that. He pointed to her her, her hajib. Her eyes widened as she finally caught a glimpse of the signs aloft in the crowd gathered in front of the school door. Amongst them, radical Islam is the new Nazi. What would Jesus do, have his throat slit by Muhammad? Muslim school brainwashes kids, and no ISIS in America. It was a quick decision. Removing the headscarf, she stuffed it in her bag. At that moment, it was more important to get into the school than it was to make cultural statements. My daughter's in there, along with several hundred other kids. She shouted as loudly as she could over the roar of the crowd. It isn't safe. The black officer looked nervously at the throng. It took her a moment before she realized that several of its members were wearing the same uniform he was. Other police officers dressed in riot gear were milling around the outskirts but none were moving to protect the building full of children. I'm a doctor. Maybe I can help. Do you know if anyone inside is hurt? Yes, ma'am, at least one person. He pressed the side of the mic attached to his vest and muttered into it. She watched a brick thrown arc through the air, striking one of the few intact second-story windows. As though it were a trigger, dozens of missiles followed it, everything from fist-sized rocks to hammers. Most bounced harmlessly off the walls, but a few of them smashed into glass. That's the end of the reading. Okay. Sorry, go fast. Oh. Oh. Wow. <laughs> okay, you're going to keep us. Yeah. <laughs> what scares me? With you. What oh. scares me is how prophetic some of these stories could be. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what, yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, strange to say, when I wrote it and I read it out loud to my husband, it made me cry, and I had just written it. But it was just too real. That was one that made me cry when I was reading submissions as well. There was mm-hmm. the, I had my tissue box by the computer when I was doing it, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. You weren't the only one, Becky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, serious. 
seriously. This is yeah. this is the uh, kind of book that you know. Even I had it for a long time, but like I had to read it in short in short bits. Yeah. Yeah. I just read a few, mm-hmm. couple people at a time, and then yeah, just uh, okay. Then the next one. So yeah, very powerful. Uh-huh. So what you're getting if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this here, is you're in some places you're getting a bit of a sample of these stories, and sometimes you might feel like you know where it's going, and you may you may not know where the story's going to end up, but it's giving you a nice sampling of uh, what you can expect if you get a copy of more alternative truths. And again, every story on here is is Ace. There's not a clunker in the bunch, of course, as I didn't expect there would be, but this is very high quality writing. And uh, all right, and my, of course, my uh, my buddy, my friend here, Becky Kyle, Rebecca McFarland Kyle, officially. Uh, Becky, who who do you think who do you see near you that should be would be a good to go next and read? Is, is, is it time for Manny? Is it time to have a man here? Uh, Manny would be excellent. Melinda would be excellent. Um, they yeah. can thumb wrestle for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Manny has an announcement to make too, so he needs okay. some space. Mm-hmm. So, Melinda, why don't you go ahead and go first? I'm happy to. The story is called The Healer, and it was mm-hmm. inspired by comments my father made to me before he died. So. Um, I actually quoted him in in the story. (laughs) Susan readied herself for the trek. Bags? Check. Three of them slung over her shoulder. Clippers? Check. Freshly sharpened in one of the bags. Gun? She sighed as she clipped the holster to the strap she wore under her loose shirt. She picked her pistol, checked the clip in safety, attached the silencer, and slid it into the holster. She lived down in the country, and today's harvest was in a nearby field, only a mile or so down the dirt road that ran in front of her house. She couldn't be too careful. There were too many scumbags on the prowl, and a few of them had tinkered down her isolated lane. They never did it more than once. Self-defense, every single time. She was not a woman who would be raped easily or who would allow what little she had to be taken. But the mockery of courts had come, and no money for bribes, she hadn't reported anything. As a result, her garden was growing well and And having a good garden was crucial, especially for her medicinal herbs. She sighed again, but her door cautiously looked around and then went outside. Closing her door and walking triple, triple walks only took a minute. As she walked down the road, her thoughts moved back to the past. I'm telling you, if Trump ever the United States will go up into flames. The elderly man's proclamation was brought on by the commentary from the news show he was watching. Okay, Daddy, I believe you. But how will it happen? I don't know, but it will happen. Mark my words. Furthermore, her father predicted, if he is elected, your knowledge of herbal medicine will make you a very valuable commodity. That's a section I decided to read. That's the first opening paragraph of my story. And the interesting thing about my little story is I was talking to somebody um, about about it, and this person is in the medical profession, 
And, you know, I, I, I said this is a futuristic story. It's set about five years in the future for Intro's second term. And everything I said about it, this Bowman looks at me and goes, but that's already happening. But that's already happening. But that's happening now. So, mm. anyway. That's <laughs> frightening. Man. Oh, yeah. 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 So, anyway, that's my little excerpt. And the herbal use I have in the story is very accurate. Mm. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> wow. Mm. All right. Are Thank you letting you Manny me. off the hook? <laughs> no, we have to hear from Manny. Yes, well, Manny's this is never. A... Manny? Yeah, go yes. ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say this is a. A, a change of mood, and and also a story that I genuinely hope never really comes to pass. Um, it's uh, something that I wrote with my writing partner Ed Vick called Tweet Storm, and what I'm going to do is read uh, some selected tweets. Okay, 3.14 a.m., Saturday, October 31st, 2020. Sri Lanka military kidnap U.S. tourists. Blackwater International Company picnic in Vaviuna attacked. Colombo claims of Tamil collusion fake news at real Donald Trump. 12.20 p.m., Sunday, November 1st. President Trump calls for a brief halt to all election activity until Sri Lanka threat is resolved, says, quote, war is no time for partisan division, end quote. <laughs> President Donald J. Trump at POTUS. 7.55 a.m., Wednesday, November 4th. Sri Lanka is not even its real name. Look at any old encyclopedia. It's Ceylon. No wonder the Tamil want to break away. Real Donald Trump. Hashtag Ceylon Tea Party. Uh, USA not cowed by cowardly Sri Lankan army terrorists. We will continue to support Tamil freedom fighters. Donald J. Trump at Real Donald J. Uh, Real Donald Trump. Ceylon, hashtag Ceylon Tea Party. Hashtag Say No to Terror. 3.31 a.m., Thursday, November 12th, 2020. Support the brave Tamil resistance to socialistic Sinhala envirocrats. Freedom for Elam to develop its energy future. At Real Donald Trump. Mm. Hashtag free Tamil oil. Hashtag it's a long way to Trincomalee. Mali. one forty-one a.m., Tuesday, January 19th, 2021. Canceling re-inauguration tomorrow. Unnecessary. I am president already. Much too busy. Uh, Trump at real Donald Trump. At real Donald Trump. Uh, Hashtag free POTUS. uh, 1.45 p.m. uh, January 21st, 2021. This great nation is going to colonize Mars. NASA is ready. Taking applications now. At real Donald Trump. Hashtag NASA. Hashtag going to Mars. 9.45 9.45 a.m., March 7th, 2021. Declaring victory in Sri Lanka, troops needed in Hawaii. At Real Donald J. Trump, hashtag victory, hashtag put Dems in their place. 
3.21 a.m. Friday, March 19, 2021. Great leaders don't ask others to take risks they won't. I will leave the trip to Mars myself. Let's train on my heart so I can serve longer. <laughs> At Real Donald J. Trump, hashtag Make America Mars Again. <laughs> but what about what of any of those tweets sounds exaggerated? Is what I want. To know. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, come We're on. Get rid of him that easy. Which is the idea of him so going chilly. to Mars is sort of attractive. Yeah, I like that idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And Manny, you had an announcement for us too. Well, just that um, there is going to be a a sort of a third volume, not a yet still more uh, alternative truths, um, but I've been working on a, an anthology called After the Orange, which is about uh-huh. the stories that take place in a post-Trump world. Uh-huh. And... Uh, we we closed submissions on December fifteenth. We had uh, ninety nine. Wow! Wow! Yeah, and and you know I think um, some were really good too. Oh, some of them are astonishing. Some of them are are just brilliant. And you know, having been reading slush for other people for a while. I'd say, you know, the percentage of really good stories we got is higher than the average. I'm sorry. Do you have on. a release date? Do you have a release date yet, Manny? Um, not a not a firm one. It it should be out in late spring. Okay. Well, Excellent. this is Marlene well, Barr, and I have, an, I have an announcement to follow Manny's announcement. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Um, well, this is the first, this the only people who know about this are me and Bob Brown, and I just signed a contract with Bob for a collection of my stories, and I had an, a story in Alternative Truth, and Bob said he liked it, and I said, well, Bob, if you like it, I have 33 stories that came from, why don't you publish them all? <laughs> and he said, he said, okay, and I went through the moon, so there's going to be a collection of Trump stories authored by me, and it's called The yes. Feminist Science, it's called The Feminist Science Fiction Justice League Quashes the <gasps> Orange Outrage Pussy Grabber. Political power <laughs> fantasy fiction, <laughs> and I have a little. I um, love it. <laughs> I have um, a little descriptive paragraph about it, and I'd like to share it. And I'm very excited to have my Trump story published. And again, this is the this is the first planet-wide announcement because no one knows this. So this is this is this is, this is wow. the description. This satirical single-authored short story collection is the liberal's guide to the Trump revenge fantasy gallery. Marlene Marlene Barr, who turns to fiction to move beyond wishing for Trump's impeachment, subjects our president to feminist extraterrestrials, alternative Hillary-winning history, Godzilla-esque male metamorphosis, fractured fairy tales, and that's just the start, and that's a good day. In the end, Barr transports... In the end, Bart transports Trump to a galaxy far, far away from us. 
Those who recoil at pussy-grabbing need to grab this humorous and engaging groundbreaking feminist power fantasy. Liberal readers will rate it a 10. You go. Uh Sounds wonderful. I want a copy. Thank you. As I'm well. really excited, and right. I just, um, I, I just thank um, Bob Brown for giving me the chance to bring this out because I'm a science fiction scholar, and I'm turning to fiction writing, and I just cannot stop writing Trump stories. <laughs> well, you're from New York, so you. So much. Every time he opens his mouth, you have a new story. <laughs> well, I'm from Queens. I, I I grew up in Forest Hills, which is just elementary school in Forest Hills, and he speaks with the same accent that I do, and I, I, it just came out like talking. <laughs> Much better than he does. Yeah, yeah but this but your fantastic. brain is engaged. Yes, mm-hmm. you have a brain. Oh, that's mm-hmm. true. Hey, Marlene. Thank you. Hey, you heard it here first from Madame Perry Salon. It's going to be Marlene Barr. Marlene, tell us tonight this title again. I was trying to write it down. This is great. The title is The Feminist Science Fiction Justice League Quashes the Orange Outrage Pussy Grabber Political Power <laughs> Fantasy Fiction. It's a long title because I'm an academic, but I think it's funny. I love it. <laughs> it's hilarious. I love it too. Yeah, I particularly like it with your accent. I mean, that does it. You have to have a long title to cover all of his offenses. Yeah, (laughs) that's absolutely. You guys have the best. I don't care what uh, what he says here. I'm very highly educated. I know words. I have the best words. (laughs) 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 Fun one. Sounds like a parody. It really does. Well, that's yeah. like the kid from the back of the class that's making up an answer when the teacher calls on him. <laughs> <laughs> and how is that different than what we've got? It's not. <laughs> that's yeah. my point. That's you, what it sounds like. Right. It does. <laughs> you know, if you have to say it so you don't have it, Marley, we cannot wait for that. We are very excited about that. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Um, Thank you so much. I'm I'm so excited Please. to have a short story collection and to be able to say what I want to say about Trump. I, I'm just <laughs> oh, over yeah. I'm, my head is exploding in I don't know what. <laughs> well, wherever will you do for literature when he uh, when we finally get a reasonable president again? Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go back to reading people like Phyllis Irene Radford. Well, I yeah, never quit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You what do you want me to do? <laughs> I just meant to write about. I'm halfway through the oh. Dragon st- series, so you know I've, I've still got a ways to go. Oh, how fun! Um, there's, there's only 13 books in the series. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm saving okay. them. You know, the, the, you, you need yeah. some some anti-depression literature, and you've got to spurs it around. You know, I used oh, to grab yeah. stuff in one big gulp, but I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, um, what, I got, appreciate Okay, well, what else? Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I've got one, but it isn't my story. Okay. Well, the reason <laughs> I picked this, this is, it, it mm-hmm. for me, it resonates the whole message of the book. 
and it is how we ended the book. It's a poem called Trickster Times from Jane Yolen. <laughs> and we live in the time of the trickster, coyote, rabbit, raven, Anansi, the merry pranks of Yulin Spiegel. We laugh even though they poke a stick into the private holes. Laughter is no medicine but a panacea. The stories our grandchildren will tell, the stone lady taking her lamp back to Paris, the fat old man on a throne of bones. We will not be there to hear the tales, but they will be told around the fires. Wine will be spilled on the earth. Mm, thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you um, so much. All right, okay. yeah. So, um this is everything is magnificent. Okay, uh so to, so to keep us moving along, uh, who let's see, who would like to read next? I Karen, I'd like to do a little wish fulfillment. Oh, yay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Shall I jump right in? Please. Well, go ahead. Say your full name, because since you came in, didn't get introduced, Um, and and the name of it, so the people just tuning in will listen. I'm I'm Karen Anderson. I write as I write as K. G. Anderson, and the title of the story is actually going to be the end of this section, so you'll know at the end. Here's where it begins. Okay. Lady Lady Bird Johnson brought in a pot of coffee for Adlai Stevenson and herself. Molly Ivins was still drinking beer, and both LBJ and Walter Cronkite were nursing tumblers of scotch. I suppose we should get down to business, Johnson said, because it has to be business when you get a visit from a politician, a reporter, and a columnist. The former president, who leaned down to pet one of his two beagles, straightened up and peered at them over his wire-rimmed glasses. And as his guests exchanged nervous glances, his smile slowly faded. Oh, hell, he said. It's Trump, isn't it? What's he destroyed now? School lunches, public education, Medicare, Social Security? Pretty much all of it, Ivan said, plus health care, foreign relations, and the environment. Well, what the hell is left, Johnson shouted. What happened to the great society? What happened to the United States? Under the table, a beagle howled. Lyndon, Lady Bird cautioned. He shook her off. Take it easy, Bird. I can't have a heart attack here. I'm already dead. And that's actually why we're here, (laughs) Ivan said. The Democratic Party, what's left of it, is holding a seance, and they're trying to summon one of us back from the dead to help them do something about Trump. Johnson grinned a terrible grin. I'd say you found the right man for the job. Uh, uh, story, that was one of my favorite stories from the book. Yeah, thank you. It, it's one it, of my it, favorite. It, it's my favorite because yeah. it, it ends up with, with Trump flying off into the sunset in a straitjacket. <laughs> Molly Ivins is okay. one of my absolute favorite people. When I when I am reaching for some bit of wisdom or some bit of explanation for the totally unexplainable. There she is. Well, we I need her back. Yeah. In, in the book, um, there is a link to footnotes for this article, and it's about uh, Walter Cronkite's actual lawsuit against Trump and Molly Ivan's column in which she said that no one would ever vote for Trump for anything. 
that's the information comes in. All based on, on research. Yeah. That's excellent. Um, yeah. Can I throw in one last interruption? <laughs> you um, know, not an interruption. Well, um, when we were putting together um, Alternative Truths, the first one, um, Vicki Mitchell, or V.E. Mitchell, as she writes, um, had sent us a story. And it was very similar in length and theme to one that Bruno Lombardi had written. And Bob and I were argued back and forth for almost an hour, and we finally decided that we would use Vicky's story. She's a longtime friend to both of us, and she has a slightly bigger name than Bruno. Um, she's written a lot of Star Trek. And um, we sent her a request for some corrections and revisions, and apparently she had opened her computer to the story and was starting on the revisions when she passed away. The oh, computer. my God. Oh, yeah. um, oh. So, you know, as soon as we we didn't hear and we didn't hear and we didn't hear from her, from her for, on the revisions, and we finally had a mutual friend who lived in the same um, city um, f- figure out, find out what happened, and he told us that she had passed away. So we scrambled mightily and asked Bruno to um, resubmit his story if he hadn't already sold it, which he did, and we are so grateful because he's a wonderful author and he has done wonders in promotion. Um, but as these things happen, um, Vicky's estate um, contacted us and asked if we still wanted the story. And we said, of course. Um, and we renegotiated um, the contract and whatnot um, because um, her estate was left to the literature department at um, University of Idaho Moscow campus. And Vicky's, yeah, Vicky's story is in this um, uh, in more alternative truths. Um, so it kind of goes along with Karen's story in that you know the ghost of Vicky is here along with the ghost of a few <laughs> oh, other important oh, people. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so I can't thank my authors enough for their wonderful contributions, their humor, their forethought, their the depth of their thinking. And that is what has made it a success. Um, and I want to thank each and every one of them. Yes. This is actually my very first published um, story. This is Deborah. And the, I suspect that the experience, again, might not be the same, but this has been amazing. It's just been wonderful. Yes, this is Marlene, and I've been... I've dedicated my life to publishing things, and I think in my entire life I have never been part of a community like this. Where, like, just being on this phone call, I never met any of you, but I feel like I'm part of a community with you. It's just Thank a wonderful. You. It's just a no. wonderful sense of community, and I just look forward to reading the Facebook page every day more than anything else that's in my internet feed. <laughs> I just had a lot of fun on that Facebook Marlene. page. Yeah. Because yeah, because yeah. even though even though Marlene, even though I'm not a member, I'm not a writer 
in this and no participation. I go on there and read because I just enjoy reading on there how you all interact with each other. And I don't always comment. I might put a like or something, but I always kind of like sit on the side like, okay, I'm just going to sit over here quiet in my corner and just sit at the edge of the cool kids' table in the lunchroom and just read what you say to each other and pretend like, gosh, it's like I'm almost I'm almost a friend. You know, I'm almost one of them because, because you do have such a fun support. I mean, this is all brought about, like you said, this is a, a, a very a heinous, unimaginable, tragic thing that's happened to us, and yet look at the people who are coming out of it for the resistance with Me Too uh, that are coming forth and going, wait a minute, we just can't sit around, we got to all pull together. But I love reading your page, and, and, just, and you're right, Molly, it's, it's a fantastic uh, group, community to be part of. So and if you think you see Bob somebody Brown, in the corner, that's usually just me slipping around. Bob Brown calls us his publishing family, and it really is it really is a family. He's succeeded in, in making a family and a community. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yes, Very true. Is there, is there somebody else that I have left to read? No, I think we got everybody. Okay, would you mind if I read one of them? Because there's one that I did want to read. Okay. Mm-hmm. Feel free. If you don't mind, I, I mean, I haven't. I should have. I should have asked somebody first. Who, who but, is uh, this? But, oh, right. Is this Jennifer? Yeah, Jennifer Madam Perry. <laughs> Reading okay, is not okay. mine. It's one of the stories in here I wanted to read. But first. But first, I've got a little treat for you. Uh, this is a group that I found, Sandy, a, a duo, it's a husband and wife, Sandy and uh, Richard Riccardi, and they have uh, some great songs that they've written. And this is only two minutes, but I just want to play a little song for you, and then we'll come back. I'll read this last piece, and then we'll go over again just so people know where to find it and all the information. Okay, folks, sit back. I'm not going to mute your microphones because it will take too long, so just kind of don't. Don't holler at anybody. Just just enjoy the music. Have a drink. <laughs> Tall and orange and rich and tubby, the boy from Mar-a-Lago goes walking, and when he passes, each one he passes goes. He laughs as he rips off the nation And when he passes, each one he passes goes You cut meals on wheels? Healthcare? NEA? Pussy grab tiny hands Oh, and I watch him so madly Thank you. 
ever know Cause he's holed up in Mar-a-Lago Laughing at his own government money tree He's living free And charging me Bring handcuffs right down by the sea Bloviated shit given. <laughs> Did you like it? <laughs> Very funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, they've got a lot of them. Okay. Um, again, folks, I've had several fantastic people here from More Alternative Truths. Uh, stories from the resistance. And make sure I get everybody's name. We had Melinda Lefevre. Uh, Irene Radford, Deborah Godfrey, Elizabeth Ann Scarborough, Manny Frischberg, Marlene Barr, uh, Karen, KG Anderson, Rebecca McFarland, Kyle. Did I leave uh, Deborah. Out? Deborah? Yeah. I said Deborah Godfrey? Yeah. No, Deborah Reinhardt. Yeah. Uh, pen name. Yeah. Deborah Godfrey. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Deborah Godfrey. I, I apologize. Okay. Okay, but I didn't leave anyone out. Okay, thank you so much. And uh, it's the book Alternative Truth. I will have it all over my social media where to get your own copy of this. And if you don't mind, I would like to read one of these, even though I didn't contribute. And it is called. It's by Steve Weddle. Is that Weddle? Weddle? Yeah. All right. Steve Weddle, and it's called, and this is a very solemn piece, uh, Remembering the Bowling Green Massacre. Where where were you when the streets ran with blood, when the sky cracked with bombs, when shrapnel filled the air, fireflies of terror streaking through the heavens, thick with smoke from Plum Springs to Rockfield, from the Greenwood Mall to the Prince Hookah Lounge on Old Morgantown Road? Where were you? The screams of the dying echoed through the streets of the third most populous city in the state after Louisville and Lexington. When pioneers founded the town in 1798, could they have foreseen the horror unfolding in the Fruit of the Loom parking lot, the fields near the Carol Martin Gatton Academy of Mathematics and Science in Kentucky? But where were you? We needed your strength, your courage. Were you there to face the slaughter, the likes of which never seen, never seen, since the Hardesty family homestead fell? Where were you when the roughly 60,000 of Bowling Green cried out across the 35.6 square miles of the city as tears ran like water from the fountain and Fountain Square? Where were you? Oh, where? All right. Thanks for indulging me, and thank you so much to each and every one of you. Um, I am grateful to all of you for this work. Marty, Marlene Barr, thanks for giving us the exclusive, and you better come back here with the Feminist Science Fiction Justice League squashes the uh, orange. I'm sorry. Everybody the Feminist Science Fiction Justice League squashes the orange outrage, outrage pussy grabber. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah. What she said. Back here. 
My beloved friend, Becky Kyle, Rebecca McFarlane Kyle, thanks for once again bringing the cream of the crop here to Madam Perry's salon. And uh, I love you all, and I am grateful to you, and I can't wait to have you all back here again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.